This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Like I say, this is a pretty horrifying case uh, out of Sweden, but I think it's uh, a story that that we need to hear about. I think parents need to be aware of this kind of thing, even though it's an extreme example of what can happen online. So this guy in Sweden, and we've heard of these stories before, and obviously the Amanda Todd story comes to mind where girls are being um, bullied online, extorted online, being tricked into or forced into um, sending inappropriate pictures or videos or doing things that really they don't want to be doing and shouldn't be doing online. We often hear about cases as well where people are trying to lure young people, posing as maybe someone who's uh, of the same age, trying to get them to, to meet up and go somewhere. So we hear about those stories too. So yeah, we need to be aware of what our kids are doing online. Uh, but this story is pretty horrific. Uh, the positive side of all of this, I think, and we'll get into the, some of the details here, is that this uh, guy who was in Sweden was caught, was charged, and has been convicted. And it's a pretty historic case because this guy's been convicted of rape. And two of his victims are in Canada, one of them here in Alberta. He never met them, never had any physical contact with them. But yet the justice system in Sweden has recognized that a sexual assault was committed here. And it's underscored the point, and I think it's an important message for these girls, that they are indeed victims. Uh, Tom Blackwell, senior national reporter with the National Post and Post Media, has been following this story. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. Tom, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Now, you know, some of the details uh, are are pretty disturbing, but uh, essentially we have a couple of of teenage girls here in Canada, one in Alberta, uh, who were victimized by this guy. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, those two uh, in, in Canada were uh, amongst uh, 27 victims that were identified by the, the Swedish authorities and uh, and led to this um, to this prosecution. And, and as you said, I mean, the the really what seemingly unique thing about it is that they they charged him with uh, rape, uh, which is still a, an offense in, in Sweden um, and other offenses. And, and these are offenses that traditionally, you know, involve uh, physical contact between the the victim and the uh, and, and the perpetrator in this case uh, as you said no physical contact in fact they were you know a continent and, a, and an ocean uh, apart and yet he was still uh, convicted uh, and it's a long sentence too I mean 10 years in prison uh, you, you look at this guy and what he did I think people would would say maybe he got off easy that they would be happy with a longer sentence but I think that sends a strong message too yeah, absolutely, and especially in Sweden, because this is apparently the the longest sentence that, that someone uh, convicted of uh, a sexual offense uh, could receive. So, so this is the toughest uh, possible uh, in in Sweden. And I think the Swedish prosecutors they were really uh, interested in in having him convicted of uh, rape or something like that because of the message they they believe that that would send out to to the, this kind of uh, predator. Uh, he wasn't uh, convicted of rape in, in all of the, the cases, but in, but in some of them. 
So there were victims in uh, in the U.S., uh, in Scotland, of course, too, in Canada. So uh, he was finding these young girls really all around the world. So how was he making contact with them initially? Yeah, well, he made he made uh, contact with them on uh, social media sites, and then um, you know, basically, uh, sort of eventually, uh, after making that initial contact, uh, convinced them that they basically had no choice but to perform uh, various uh, sexual acts on their webcam f- for his benefit, um, because otherwise, and he he threatened to uh, to kill them to. Kill Kill their families, threatened to to post their uh, profile photos on on pornography sites, um, and and these were young girls, you know, some of them as young as thirteen, and and I guess they they took these threats very seriously, not not really knowing where where this guy was exactly. Uh, of course, he was he was far away, and uh, some of the threats, at least, obviously had no no ability to carry through on. But but these girls were took them seriously and were scared enough to to do what he wanted. Yeah, well, it must have been pretty terrifying for these girls. Uh, and and again, I mean, again, the situation where now at this point, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. Uh, so how did they eventually figure out what was going on here? How was this guy caught? Yeah, well, that, that's an interesting story as well. He was actually being investigated in Sweden for other uh, uh, sex-related uh, crimes o- over the Internet, and I think involving adults in that case. Uh, police did, searched his place, uh, you know, uh, seized his uh, computer equipment, and then found uh, th- these videos that, that he had recorded uh, of, of these uh, various girls that, that he had um, coerced into, into doing these acts uh, for him. Um, so that uh, led to this whole other investigation, um, and uh, you know, using inform- information from internet uh, service providers, that kind of thing, and, and with the help of of police in these other countries, including the RCMP here in Canada, they were able to track down most of the uh, most of the victims. I, th- I think there were some that they were they were never able to identify, but most of them they, they did, um, and uh, that then led to these to these charges. Well, here in Canada, we've talked a lot about the need to crack down on cyberbullying. You you mentioned in your story uh, similar cases where people have been charged with uh, extortion, uh, these kinds of crimes. But it seems to me that this, I think, is the right way to look at this. I mean, these girls are victims of really what is tantamount to a a sexual assault. It makes sense to, to view it as such, but certainly Canadian law has never really viewed it that way, has it? No, it hasn't. I mean, there, there was a, a quite a similar case in terms of the uh, sort of the scenario, the, the facts um, that was uh, um, prosecuted in Ontario a few years ago. Uh, again, involving a man who over over uh, the internet uh, sort of blackmailed several girls to perform uh, sex acts on on camera, and he he was he was charged and convicted. But they were different types of offenses. They were. Uh, Child pornography-related uh, crimes, extortion. Um, I think in one case, inciting a child to perform bestiality, but but not actually uh, sexual assault, which is now our our equivalent of of uh, rape in in Sweden. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think that there, you know, uh, no matter how you look at it, there definitely would seem to be a, a key sort of difference there in in terms of uh, the nature of, of the offense and and what you're what you're saying uh, about how sort of serious this is and also, of course, in terms of, of the, the possible uh, penalties that can be meted out. Well, this guy got 10 years in prison, um, which is maybe, as you say, uh, a stiff sentence by Swedish standards. But the, the prosecution there, they, they, are they going to appeal this? They want a longer sentence? 
Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think they'll get a longer sentence, but they won't appeal it because in some of the cases, um, basically in, in cases where uh, uh, there was, um, and I think there were four of them, including one of the Canadian ones, where there was either another child or uh, an animal involved, and, and there was there were some uh, acts of bestiality that, that he coerced these girls to do. In those cases, the, the judge found him guilty of, uh, I think it was aggravated rape, um, in the other, in most of the other cases, though, where it was just the one victim, the one girl, um, they were the fellow was convicted of aggravated sexual assault. Um, so, anyways, the the, uh, the prosecutors in Sweden felt that that wasn't sort of strong enough that that wasn't uh, because that's not the the most serious sexual crime in Sweden. Uh, they thought that was not appropriate, so they're probably now going to appeal that to, in order to try to get the the, the higher uh, conviction uh, for for rape. Well, a disturbing case, but some important issues it raises. Uh, Tom, we'll leave it there. More at nationalpost.com. Thanks so much for joining us here. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, thank you very much. All right, that's Tom Blackwell, uh, national reporter with the Globe, or rather with the uh, National Post. Pardon me, nationalpost.com. Uh, you know, I got a text from someone who says, uh, you know, maybe we need a different word for this, but this guy sounds like a real piece of work who should be locked up for a long time. I mean, we have a working definition of the word rape and what it means. Maybe that's not quite what happened here, but these girls are definitely victims and victims of a crime, a sexual crime. So to call it sexual assault doesn't seem unreasonable. So 10 years in prison, at a minimum, at least we're moving in the right direction. So a very troubling case. All right, we've got a lot more to get to in the program here today. It is time now, though, for Great Ideas, brought to you by Park2Go Value Valet. No need to search for an empty parking spot with door-to-door drop-and-go valet service. Reserve and save at park2go.ca. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.